Hi, everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to God's Plan, Your Part. This is Jenny, and I'm here with Ryan today. We're talking about Job 21 to 23. Um, And in these chapters, we have definitely seen um, some more transformation of Job and the segue into our third cycle of these roundabout little friendly conversations, not so friendly <laughs> conversations. Um, we start out in chapter 21, and I just feel like we have to talk about Job's opening lines. Um, it definitely almost made me laugh when I was reading this. Uh, but Job says, bear with me and I will speak. But after I've spoken, mock on. And it just sounds like, <laughs> it just sounds so crazy to me. Uh, but it's kind of like what I was talking about earlier, these cycles of Job even, where we've seen him in the initial chapters of just being super sad, like lamenting to his friends um, when he does not receive what he, I guess, would have assumed that he's going to receive from his friends, like the comfort or whatever. Um, he enters into that stage of just like anger and frustration with them. Like, how can you possibly not understand where I'm coming from or think that I did something so terrible? Um, and then we finally enter into this third runaround. And I feel like Job is just kind of like, okay, whatever, just forget all of it. It doesn't even matter anymore. I'll say what I want to say, but you can just keep doing whatever you're doing. There's been like a significant descent mm-hmm. um it's funny how we start out reading in job and we're like wow look at these friends who just sat in silence for seven days yeah we're and almost it, proud of them it's almost like they were for they those were seven days they, they were like say. look at all these things he did ah <laughs> uh, job oh golly uh another developing theme in job i, I think i just talked about this yesterday but it's this clear question that we remain to have today of like, why do good things happen to bad people? And why do bad things happen to good people? Mm -hmm. And I think Job 21 might have one of the clearest um, voices of that question. Um, He actually says, verse 7, so Job 21, 7, why do the wicked live, reach old age, and grow mighty in power? And like, think about who is giving voice to these words. Mm -hmm. So like Job has lost literally everything. He's sitting in ashes. His servants are mocking him. His friends are mad at him. Why do the wicked live, reach old age, and grow mighty in power? Their offspring are established in their presence, and their descendants before their eyes. Their houses are safe from fear, and no rod of God is upon them. Their bulls breed without fail. Their cows calve and don't miscarry. They send out their little boys like a flock, and their children dance. They sing to the tambourine and the lyre and rejoice to the sound of the pipe. They spend their days in prosperity, and in peace they go down to Sheol. They say to God, listen to this, they say to God, depart from us. We don't desire the knowledge of your ways. What is the Almighty that we should serve him? So Job's literally like, man, these are wicked people, and their kids are out dancing in the street. What's up with this? Mm-hmm. Um. Something that kind of goes along with that, too, later on in the chapter in verse um, 33, uh, it says, The clods of the valley are sweet to him. All mankind follows after him, and those who go before him are innumerable. Um, our, our study Bible has a little, um, like a little nugget at the end that talks about that verse that says, 
a lot of people, like Job is referring to, are fooled by those external successes of the evil man. They follow after um, and honor these wicked people even after they die. Um, and I think that's we, – we can even do that even today. Like we, we follow hard after those external um, glittery, shiny things, um, even if people are not necessarily the best of individuals. Um, it, it is probably worthwhile to talk through, um, what's known today as like prosperity gospel, Mm. um, something to be aware of or cautious about, I guess there is like this fine line, like obedience to God does bring good things to your life. And oftentimes it does bring like material blessings to your life because obedience to God is just smart. Like when you obey God, it oftentimes does set you up um, in a better place. And and like sometimes as much as to like be smarter financially and smarter for your family and smarter, like obeying God's law is good and oftentimes does produce lasting fruit. But there are other times when people who are obedient to God mm-hmm. come under incredible hardship. Mm-hmm. And so we don't, we don't worship God because he gives us stuff. Like, that's not the point. And we don't enjoy relationship with God because we're going to get more material things out of it. We might. Like, we might. Like, I'm sure you've heard stories of like, yeah, like God told me to give this away. And man, two weeks later, I got exactly what I needed. Like, that does happen. Um, I think we've experienced that where we've gotten like incredible gifts um, at just the right time. Mm-hmm. But that's not why we worship God. Like if God would have never given us that gift, we would have worshiped him anyway. Right. And so that's, that's like the thing to be careful. Like you don't want to turn worship of God into a formula where it's like, I gave this X amount of dollars and I expect X amount of dollars in return. Worship of God should be obvious in every part. Exactly. Exactly. Because he is present and, all powerful in those sad, yeah. sad, sad moments. Yeah. And he is there in those really like super high, awesome moments of your life too. Mm-hmm. Um, and should be worshiped equally in both. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We need to worship him uh, when we're given incredible influence and incredible mm-hmm. wealth. Mm-hmm. We need to worship him when that is completely gone. Erased. And, and, no longer around. So that's, that's Job. Like that's, that's, that is the lesson of Job. And we will see that more clearly towards the end when God speaks and when Job speaks to God. Um, but that's something to keep in mind today. Like we're not worshiping the Lord because he's given us cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, worshiping, we're worshiping the Lord because he is our creator. He's our sustainer. And even he's our when advocate. It's, it's tempting to compare yourself to other people who maybe, you know, aren't following hard after the Lord or even at all. Yeah, stop that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, that's what we're taking out of Job today. Uh, Guess what? Be back again tomorrow with more Job. See you then. Job 21. Then Job answered and said, Keep listening to my words and let this be your comfort. Bear with me and I will speak. And after I've spoken, mock on. As for me, is my complaint against man? Why should I not be impatient? Look at me and be appalled, and lay your hand over my mouth. When I remember, I am dismayed, and shuddering seizes my flesh. Why do the wicked live, reach old age, and grow mighty in power? 
Their offspring are established in their presence and their descendants before their eyes. Their houses are safe from fear and no rod of God is upon them. Their bull breeds without fail, their cow calves and does not miscarry. They send out their little boys like a flock and their children dance. They sing to the tambourine and the lyre and rejoice to the sound of the pipe. They spend their days in prosperity and peace they go down to Sheol. They say to God, depart from us. We do not desire the knowledge of your ways. What is the Almighty that we should serve him? And what profit do we get if we pray to him? Behold, is not their prosperity in their hand? The counsel of the wicked is far from me. How often is it that the lamp of the wicked is put out, that their calamity comes upon them, that God distributes pain in his anger, that they are like straw before the wind, and like chaff that the storm carries away? You say, God stores up their iniquity for their children. Let him pay it out to them, that they may know it. Let their own eyes see their destruction, and let them drink of the wrath of the Almighty. For what do they care for their houses after them when the number of their months is cut off? Will any teach God knowledge, seeing that he judges those who are on high? One dies in his full vigor, being wholly at ease and secure. He pales full of milk, and the marrow of his bones moist. Another dies in bitterness of soul, never having tasted of prosperity. They lie down alike in the dust, and the worms cover them. Behold, I know your thoughts and your schemes to wrong me. For you say, Where is the house of the prince? Where is the tent in which the wicked lived? Have you not asked those who travel the roads, and do not accept their testimony that the evil man is spared in the day of calamity, that he is rescued in the day of wrath? Who declares his way to his face, and who repays him for what he has done? When he is carried to the grave, watch is kept over his tomb. The clods of the valley are sweet to him, and mankind follows after him, and those who go before him are innumerable. How then will you comfort me with empty nothings? There is nothing left of your answers but falsehood. Then Eliphaz the Temanite answered and said, Can a man be profitable to God? Surely he who is wise is profitable to himself. Is it any pleasure to the Almighty if you are in the right? Or is it gain to him to make your own ways blameless? Is it for your fear of him that he reproves you and enters into judgment with you? Is not your evil abundant? There is no end to your iniquities, for you have exacted pledges of your brothers for nothing and stripped the naked of their clothing. You have given no water to the weary to drink, and you have withheld breath from the hungry. The man with power possessed the land, and the favored man lives in it. You have sent widows away empty, and the arms of the fearless were crushed. Therefore snakes are all around you, and sudden terror overwhelms you, or darkness so that you cannot see, and a flood of water covers you. Is not God high in the heavens? See the highest stars, how lofty they are. But you say, what does God know? Can he judge through the deep darkness? Thick clouds veil him so that he does not see, and he walks on the vault of heaven. Will you keep to the old way that wicked men have trod? They were snatched away before their time. Their foundation was washed away. They said to God, Depart from us, and what can the Almighty do to us? Yet he filled their houses with good things, but the counsel of the wicked is far from me. The righteous see it and are glad. The innocent one mocks at them, saying, Surely our adversaries are cut off, and what they left the fire has consumed. Agree with God, and be at peace. Thereby good will come to you. Receive instruction from his mouth, 
and lay up his words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty, you will be built up. If you remove injustice far from your tents, if you lay gold in the dust and gold of Ophir among the stones of the torrent bed, then the Almighty will be your gold and your precious silver. For then you will delight yourself in the Almighty and lift up your face to God. You will make your prayer to him and he will hear you and you will pay your vows. You will decide on a matter and it will be established for you and light will shine on your ways. For when they are humbled, you say it is because of pride, but he saves the lowly. He delivers even the one who is not innocent, who will be delivered through the cleanness of your hands. Then Job answered and said, Today also my complaint is bitter. My hand is heavy on account of my groaning. Oh, that I knew where I might find him, that I might come even to his seat. I would lay my case before him and fill my mouth with arguments. I would know what he would answer me and understand what he would say to me. Would he contend with me in the greatness of his power? No, he would pay attention to me. There an upright man could argue with him, and I would be acquitted forever by my judge. Behold, I go forward, but he is not there, and backward, but I do not perceive him. On the left hand, when he is working, I do not behold him. He turns to the right hand, but I do not see him. But he knows the way that I take. When he has tried me, I shall come out as gold. My foot has held fast to his steps. I have kept his way and have not turned aside. I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my portion of food. But he is unchangeable, and who can turn back on him? What he desires, that he does. For he will complete what he appoints for me, and many such things are in his mind. Therefore I am terrified at his presence. When I consider, I am dead. I am in dread of him. God has made my heart faint. The Almighty has terrified me. Yet I am not silenced because of the darkness, nor because thick darkness covers my face. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.